Welcome to the Social for Brokers podcast with me, your host, Chris Target. This podcast is for mortgage brokers and estate agents who are looking to grow their online presence through social media. I'll share tips, best practices, and useful tools that will help you save time and ultimately expand your business. Hi there, and welcome back to the Social for Brokers podcast. Um, or if it's the first time that you listen to it, I hope you pick something up from this podcast that you can integrate straight into your social media channels or just in the general running of the running of your mortgage brokerage business. So I hope you get some value from this. Now, the topic of this podcast is giving you a few ideas of what to post. So you've set up your social media channels, you've branded your page with a lovely looking cover photo, say if it was Facebook, profile photo looks on point you've set everything up your opening hours your contact numbers and now you need to start posting this is one of the biggest pain points when a lot of people come to me along with having the time to do this but mainly it's chris i don't know what to post i can't come up with ideas i'm not sure what people are going to interact with or what the people want to hear so I thought I'd talk through five points that you can take away from today and really go and implement straight away. Go and uh, go and create these type of posts, get them out there and see how people react to them. So the first one is topical, con- topical content. Um, this could be business news. This could be an update that's going on in the world. Now, the big thing with... A lot of mortgage brokers I see is the big mistake that you can make is just to post a link from Mortgage Solutions or a mortgage news article from a website, literally copy it and paste it onto your social media channels, onto your Facebook page, say. People don't like navigating away from social media channels and the actual social media channels themselves don't like their users navigating away from the channels because they want to keep them on the platform. They want them to engage on that platform because most of the time they've got paid advertisement. So they don't want them going to um, an article that was written by the independent newspaper about mortgages. So they want to keep them on to on the on the platform. So how do we do this? Well, what I would say is take that article and one point you could do is give your view on it, okay? So there could be a mortgage article that says uh, lenders are withdrawing their 10% um, deposit mortgage, the 90% loan-to-value products, which is happening now during, what month is it? September this has been recorded. A lot of mortgage brokers will know what's going on out there. There's hardly any of those products out there. So instead of just copying and post and pasting that onto Facebook, write your review on it, write your view on what's happening, what's surprising to you. Um, did you think this was going to happen? Um, did you think it was going to happen in the future or is it been a long time coming? What do you agree with in that article? There might be something in there that you really disagree with. Just take that snippet, pop it in and then say, says this in the article but i don't really agree with it so bring that personal edge back to social media instead of just being that corporate company that copy and pastes a mortgage article because people aren't really going to click on that it's not interesting to them but if you put your spin on it and put it in layman's terms 
Because remember, these mortgage articles are normally written for mortgage brokers. So they will use jargon that the general public won't understand. Okay, so if you can put it in layman's terms to them, instead of saying a 90% loan to value product, you say a mortgage with a 10%. And I know that's a re that sounds quite simple, but it can make all the difference when people are reading them. Then in that bit of the in that bit of the copy or the content of the post, you can then paste the link at the bottom to say, if you do want to read the full article, it's here. So they can always navigate away from Facebook. But what you've done is you've summarized that article for them and you've given your viewpoint on it. Obviously, you need to make sure from a compliance point of view that you're not doing anything wrong or doing anything against against the um, the advertising that your network says. But putting your view out there will make you much more relatable. You're a human then. And the other thing that you need to do is create an eye-catching eye visual, okay? Because what will happen on social media, when you copy and paste a link onto, say, Facebook, it will pick up an image that the website has already preset for you, okay? So you'll see like a lot of stock images, um, that websites use. So when you upload that link, there'll be a, a photo at the bottom. What you want to do is replace that photo with something with your branding on it. This is why this is what I speak to people about all the time. Any chance you can try and get your company name out there, and this is a great way to do it because if there is, we'll go say go back to this um, ninety percent loan to value article, and there has been one knocking around that I've seen a few brokers uh, post. And if you've seen it, it's like um, a red background with um, nine zero and then the percentage sign, it really does stand out. But it would be great if you could create your own image because if Sally Smith or John Smith shares that post to their friends, what will happen is your brand and your coloring and your um, company will end up on their friend's timeline so it's just a, a simple, free way to get your name out there more so. So in summary, don't copy and paste articles straight to your social media channels. Give a review on it. Um, write something that interested you in the article. And always try and use a branded visual as well. Okay. The second one is customer reviews. And it sounds quite obvious, but brokers that I work with, do find it quite hard to, to blow their own trumpet to to talk about themselves in that way and I think it's quite a British thing to be honest people will agree with me it's hard for us to um, shout from the rooftops about how good we are but these customer reviews can be done a couple of ways so you could either go for the like the raw version where if somebody sent you a text or you've got a review um, on your Facebook page you could screenshot it Upload that and say, yeah, I'm really happy. Somebody's left me a great review. Thank you so much. What I like to do is, again, going down this branding route, you'll hear me talking about it a lot, is brand these reviews up. Now, by that, I mean use your colors, use your logo, and always try and have a consistent design with your reviews so people can get used to them put the person's name on there, where it came from. But just make it a great way, again, that you can get free branding because if somebody shares that review because they love your company, they're a raving fan of your company, it goes on to everybody else's timelines. 
So it's, it's just a free way again to get your get your company name out there. I do hear some people say that they love doing the raw ones, just the screenshots, because it kind of does it make it a bit more real. I think people say like you haven't almost made up the reviews. I have a bit of a joke when I upload a review, especially my my branded ones, and and say um, I've paid for these. Just a bit of a joke to say. Do you know what I mean? Just to open yourself up, bring that personal edge to say, I've paid for these reviews. These are all made up. Just a bit of a joke instead of doing the raw ones with no branding on there. So in summary, use reviews. If you can use them once a week, fantastic. And always make sure that they're branded to your company. The third one is awareness days. So when I say awareness days, it's the likes of um, national dog day or this saturday coming up is national talk like a pirate day which is one of the most random days you'll probably see on the calendar but it, it just breaks up your content it breaks up the business content on your social media channels like um one that i really did well with some of my brokers was world gin day um and what we did with world gin day is we asked or we put a post out there to say what's your favorite gin and people, it's quite fashionable at the minute, isn't it, <laughs> to drink gin? I know I don't like it myself, but a lot of people do. But it, it's like the in drink, isn't it? So everybody was was commenting on there. What you can then do is reply to those comments as the business, and you can say, "Yep, I absolutely love rhubarb and ginger gin. It's my favourite with this tonic," and just get a conversation going. Something that's not about business. See, we're trying to step back from the business sometimes and bring that personal edge back to the page. But then in a few days time, we're going to post about business. People are much more likely to interact with your posts then because they've bought into you as a person opposed to just seeing a, a Facebook and Instagram or LinkedIn page. So for an idea, for example, um, 13th of June, it was oh, that was World Gin Day. The 8th of August was International Cat Day. So you could have done a post, a simple one, just say it's National Cat Day and pop your photos of your, of your cats in the comments. That's always a good one. But you could get a bit of a, um, a conversation going with it's International Cat Day, but are you a dog or a cat person? You'll probably find that people in those camps like to voice their opinion on whether they're a dog or a cat person. So they're more likely to comment on that post. Again, it's just bringing a bit of personality to the page. So you're not always talking about business. And you'll see this with my content that I put out there and on this podcast that I talk about. It shouldn't all be about business. You need to bring that social side and get people interacting with your page. Okay, Your audience are real people. They don't want to be sold to. So these type of posts are a welcome break, to be honest with you. Awareness days, people ask me where you find them. You can always Google them, have a little look. There's free calendars online. The one that I use, I pay, it's about 40 quid for an actual A4 paper calendar. And it's quite a thick one. And it's from a lady called Janet Murray in the UK. And it's it allows you to plan every social media channel out for the whole year. So you can break it into quarters, then into months, then into weeks, then into days. But what she has on this calendar, which is awesome because it's all in one place for me. I don't have to go searching for all these. It has all the awareness days on the day. 
So what I'll do is I speak to my brokers on a weekly basis. I'll text them and I'll say, right, next week we have, um, like there was World Cancer World Cancer Day coming up, so something about protection. Um, then there was like International Dog Day, we could do a post about that, or it's National Chocolate Day. Okay, there are, I've mentioned National Chocolate Day about three times on this podcast now. Um, but it's those those type of resources that you can buy or you can find for free online that will help your social media channel. So take a little look, but use awareness days to your advantage. Point four is sharing local business posts. Now, this is a bit of a cheating way, to be honest, not in a bad way, because all you're doing is using somebody else's content to try and generate interaction on your page. Okay, so you might see a post from somebody that really inspires you because if you think a lot of the local businesses especially during covid i feel like the community has kind of pulled together for these businesses and they want to use them and they want to buy from them they want to interact with their social media channels so why should you be any different just because you're a page it doesn't mean that you can't share a local restaurant special offer because you're the local mortgage advisor and there's a guy called Gary V, if anybody does follow digital marketing. And he talks about a company should be a media company first and then your profession second. So by being a media company, he talks about promoting all the local businesses in the area, going out, interviewing them if you want to take it that far. But just really being the go-to guy or girl in your area. So if you're sharing the local butcher's posts or you're sharing the local baker's posts, you're almost, you're promoting their business. But what will happen over time is the butchers and the bakers and the candlestick makers, audiences, will start to follow you because you are a promoter of a business that they like. So it's that familiarity, is that how you say it? Um, It's being able to, um, resonate with local businesses and it's great to promote local businesses and then and then hopefully they'll then promote you but then if we think of it on a, a, a very simple level if you're sharing that baker's post about fresh bread on a saturday morning um that baker then builds a relationship with you that baker more than likely has a mortgage and this isn't digital marketing or social media it's just it's simple that that person, you may be able to help them with, with that with their mortgage. Well, he then may speak to 20 people every day in the bakery and he has a chat with people and they're talking about their mortgage. Well, if you give him fantastic service, he will then recommend you to all of his customers. So that's on a, that's a completely different level. It's nothing to do with social media, but it can all help help your business, obviously. Then number five is the actual business posts. So you'll see that I've given you four ideas there of posts that you can create that are nothing to do with promoting for business. So it just gives you an idea of how social media should be used. So number five is business posts. This is the hardest one because we don't want to bore people. You've never heard anyone say, Oh, I'm just going to nip on Facebook, scroll through because I need a mortgage. People say, well, they don't actually say it out loud, but they go to Facebook to escape. 
or they go to Facebook because they're bored. They're sat on the train, on the bus, or in front of the TV, and they're just scrolling because they want to be entertained. You need to create content that is eye-catching. You'll hear me use that word quite a lot, or something that they want to interact with. So the way that we can do that is to use high-quality images. Okay. Now, you have to be careful as to which high-quality images you use. You can't just go on Google and pick any image because you will have copyright issues, okay? Best places to go are pixabay.com, and I'll put these in the uh, in the notes of the podcast, or pexels, which is P-E-X-E-L-S.com. Now, these are what they call royalty-free images, so you can use them for personal or for commercial use. And there are some unbelievable images on there. I've, I've never understood as to why people share them, but, but fair play to them because I've used quite a few of them. And what I tend to do is I'll sit there and scroll through Pixabay and just have a look at all the photos and something might catch my eye and I think, oh, that would make a good post or that's an amazing image. That would really catch somebody's eye. How can I make a post around that? And it's not really shoehorning content. It's it's that visual aid has given me an idea of, of what to do. So, for example, the other day, scrolling through, and there was a photo of um, there was a photo of like a golden Labrador. I thought, oh, perfect. Let's talk about how people insure their pets, but not themselves. So that's simply just one idea that came through from scrolling. Then going a bit further down. There was a picture of a, like a beautiful like 1950s microphone on a stand, like really polished silver, just it, just a beautiful photo. I thought that looked good on Facebook. What could we do? And it would it simply could have been speak to the professionals going down that microphone route, and then to say, look, we're mortgage advisors. We've been in the business for X amount of years. We've helped hundreds of people. We're local in the area. Come and speak to us. So you'll pick up those ideas as you scroll through. Something will just click that you've never thought of before. Okay, so have a good scroll through those. What I'm going to do is create a video on my Instagram, LinkedIn and Facebook page just showing you the process of what I go through. There was another one as well. There was a like a, a frog um, with a leaf over the top of them um, and it was raining on top and it was kind of talking about income protection are you are you protected if a storm came and i did that for uh, a client of mine called fulcrum fulcrum financial if anybody has spoken to them before that was a good one it was just a lovely image it's something that you wouldn't really expect a mortgage broker to do um actually i saw one on instagram tonight i can't remember the name of the company i'll try and find it and it was like um it was a a board one of these ones where you put the the letters on like like an old menu board and it was m&m without me and the person had put a post about you shouldn't sort your mortgage without me and just a bit of a twist on an m&m song and it is coming up with those creative ideas but scrolling through pixabay and pexels we will give you that those ideas and please visit my social channels and i'll show you a few ways that um i do it looking through pixabay so i hope those have been useful I hope you you can use those to create some posts. I mean, there's five ideas there. That's five days worth of posts. And you could just repeat that every week if you wanted to. But you've got to remember 
not everybody is going to react or interact with these posts straight away. Okay, your social media is a long game. I'm talking 6, 12, 18 months down the line. You're not going to upload a customer review and have 50 people like it and comment on it and go, oh, you're amazing, Smith's Mortgages. I'm going to come and use you. But they may see a review seven times and think, right, these guys are the real deal. Like we all know, if you've heard in sales, it always takes seven touch points for somebody to make a decision about you. So even if they only see one of your posts, you've got to give them another six to make them even think about using you. Remember, every post that you put out doesn't reach everybody's timeline. So for that one person, you might have to post five times for them to see one of your posts. So you times five by the seven, you've got to put out 35 posts to that one person for them to even consider you. So 35 different posts, say if you look at three a week, that's, that's well, nearly 12, uh, 36. So that's 12 weeks worth of content just to get one person to recognize you. And I heard something on a podcast the other day that online selling to people, and I know we're not selling a product here, but online selling conversion of your audience is one to two percent if you think about that if you've got a hundred people on your page one person may use your services okay but as we know one person as a mortgage lead could be a mortgage protection they recommend you to five friends and it goes from there so please just remember I'll, I'll keep on harping on about this on this podcast social media is in it for the long game you're never going to put one post out and have loads of leads off the back of it. So I hope those five ideas have helped you. Um, love to connect to you on social and, and drop me a message if you've got any questions about these or any success stories that you've had. I love hearing the success stories. I will catch you soon. Um, look forward to speaking to you again. So thank you very much for listening. If you feel this podcast brought you any value at all, I'd be extremely grateful if you could leave me a review on the podcast, little five stars, and subscribe to keep you up to date with all future episodes. We can also connect on social, so you can get me on Instagram, Facebook, and LinkedIn, all with the handle Social for Brokers. Look forward to hearing from you and connecting with you all.